Welcome back to part two of What Happened to Catherine? From a humble church girl to a mental health ambassador. In this episode, Catherine tells the effect that the two rape incidences had on her and her reaction through the years. Let's dive in! Good times, good times, my fellow humans. If it is not good then it's about to get better. Welcome to the Be Different podcast. My name is Nekesa Uchieng and I am glad to have you here. I realized that life was not making sense anymore. Like now I started, depression really sank in. I think the second rape incident broke me into pieces. Because remember, I had some dignity a yeah. little bit of dignity mm-hmm. that was left in the first mm-hmm. time but now the second time mm-hmm. i'm like That's shattered mm-hmm. this time around even no amount of now we call sponsor money yeah. <laughs> no amount of sponsor attention yeah. no amount of exotic treatment yeah. or wherever i went i still had that this vacuum was now, now so deep yeah. So I will I will at times joke with my friend and tell her my roommate mm-hmm. then who was my best friend then yeah. I'll tell her mm-hmm. I feel like committing suicide mm-hmm. you will tell her that Yes and then she'll be like wa unakwanga tu kita And that went went on for a while like the whole of the whole of the whole of 2008 mm-hmm. it went on for a while mm-hmm. And she will always say, eh, we were too nakuanga crazy. Sisa, sisa, and then some will say, maybe sisa, it's the way you dress. Mm-hmm. Ama maybe no, you become crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember even my friends were like, I, we we can leave you with our boyfriends and you're okay, but we can't trust you with our, our fathers. Mm-hmm. So they thought maybe I will verbalize not exactly what my issue is, but mm-hmm. I'll tell them I'm just suicidal yeah. I will say that yeah. and I remember there's a time I took a, I had tried to take an overdose mm-hmm. of some piritons mm-hmm. and I told my friend then she just you told her I told her after you've taken mm, after and then nothing had happened yeah but it wasn't just serious I'm like eh, life I, I had taken an overdose mm-hmm. she goes where well, well, and that's all like nobody decided and actually that's a really sad state of mm-hmm. affairs where we are in because at times even before somebody decides to open up and tell you they have an issue mm-hmm. indirectly they tell you like they are suicidal mm-hmm. or they are depressed mm-hmm. they may verbalize it mm-hmm. and tell you mm-hmm. i'm suicidal yeah. like i did i told my friend i my roommate and, uh-uh. but she just thought i'm kidding and that's what happens if you find somebody has posted on social media that they are suicidal or even in, during your conversation somebody yeah. will be like akin takuachia ingu atasina haja just they'll oh. drop some subtle signs yeah. but we overlook or we we ignore how about we don't know how to deal uh, i don't think so because by the you time think we know how to deal yes we know but i think it's not that that information is overwhelming mm. it's just that we we don't we it's not we don't, or we don't down yeah. yeah we don't oh. ah 
it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Kuna mashida duniani. Yeah, just get over it. You know the way the way like um you'll find your friend complaining that they have a pimple. Yeah. And then your face you is full like, of really you're complaining you of that why? pimple yet i have yeah yeah or when your friend is complaining she's added 2 kg mm. when you have added 30 mm. you're like nyamaza 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 ku compare with say so i think that's what happened yeah and then remember i have told nobody mm-hmm. then we neared my birthday um mm. born in november 20 then mm. i was really felt like i need to have been some organization said yeah. that if i die mm. my edit my epitaph will read 2011 mm-hmm. 2011 november 20 eh uh-huh. and oh, then and the then 11th month the, the 20 i die the same day i hey. so that week i was, you wanted to die the same day you were born yes okay in your head now this is 2011 no no as in 20 20th November, November yeah whichever year oh. 20th November whichever year, year. Oh. and but then I was sat in that 2008 I really wanted, wanted to die I really wanted to die okay then it just happened that um the, two weeks prior to my birthday mm-hmm. if you s- took my phone and searched my my last whatever mm-hmm. I was always searching up for and now we are using opera mini mm-hmm. ways to commit suicide. Oh. So I had a plan. I was like either ni kunywe dawa I go to the campus swimming pool mm-hmm. I try down myself mm-hmm. or I jump into traffic. Okay. But then jumping into traffic I knew I was going to be crippled mm-hmm. so it won't work. Mm-hmm. I might not say or be crippled mm-hmm. campus I knew there was always people in the swimming pool. So the the best bet was kunywa dawa. Mm. So in between I think it's God's grace mm. during my birthday mm. I tried to cushion my emotional state because yeah. I was receiving attention and yeah. focus. So after my birthday it's when now you no know, when you have when you are when it's your birthday people really try yeah. to to treat you yeah. and so I think it deterred focus me. Yeah. Mm. There's so much focus on me. Mm. So After that now it's when I started now feeling hollow again because okay. now the attention has gone yeah. I'm all alone mm. and facing stuff because mm. even then um I tried once to even speak to not to open up completely mm. like there was one old guy that I, we had gone out for mm-hmm. all, for a while mm. I would at least open with him mm. and so I tried to tell him like my situation mm like uh yeah i've been raped twice and he just was like sorry these things happen and what? it it finished like the, like that like yeah. that was the end of the conversation yeah. and in all these ways your father are you thinking of calling him no actually i i i no, i felt like this is not a conversation we're supposed to be having with your dad with my dad mm-hmm. and so this person who i felt like now i'm comfortable telling mm-hmm. him is like these things happen just take it easy i'm here just take it easy and he was among the those now we can say ules ponsume kanaisa so like i had tried opening up then when he pushed it under the carpet he goes ah, you these things happen 
else like i think nobody will ever understand my pain so this day after my birthday that was i think 28th or 27th november 2008 i decide now this is the perfect day i didn't die during my birthday but i think i can't go to december yeah. it can't get to december yeah, yeah. So I buy rat rat. Mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to buy rat rat. Is it our ngombe za ku spray ngombe mashamba easy wipe out because my mom is a farmer and as I know how toxic they can be. Mm-hmm. So I knew the only place I could buy ni wakulima. Mm-hmm. So I left my room. Mm-hmm. Just I had carried my phone and my keys and 200 shillings just to go and buy is of it. Then Bileto have crossed university way this other side mm. Monrovia street just before Nakumara there were some posters that were stuck on the wall mm. they're like escorts call girl services call this number i don't know what i just say if you decide to screw your life oh. everything just comes when it oh. rains actually it pours yeah. So, you saw the poster and something told me ai kabloku because you just you responded to the call oh my god <laughs> so so she i call mm-hmm. and then this lady peeks and she goes what do you want so i told her i'm looking for a job i had left the, i had left my room to go and buy rat and rat and then now i've decided to look for a job yeah Then she goes uh, can we meet up so we met up outside Tomboya the mm-hmm. bar in Tomboya street mm-hmm. and we went to her office which was in CBD yeah. and uh, so she goes why are you so young and you look so innocent why are you doing this i'm like i just want money mm-hmm. she goes okay fine and remember at the back of my mind mm-hmm. I, i had gone uh, the reason i had left my room was yeah. to go and buy the poison. Yeah. Then as now we I was waiting for clients yeah. to call. Was it let be a share of you taken up you've yeah. been taken up you've been received in the Kabsa. So what's the job description? That is job description. What's the job so description? Just, I'm curious. So you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. You have a seat. Mm-hmm. You wait for if somebody will call them mm-hmm. and based on their this the caller's description of what they want because mm-hmm. you know men have preferences some okay, want... so it's men calling and they are looking for escorts yes and they describe the kind of you girl they want they and want then if you pass the bill you go you go if... so are you dressed up for it no no but the lady has taken you on uh, 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 uh. immediately mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I know a good job but that's an interesting job I'm telling you when well, it rains it pours okay. I might be quite too shitani on my case I up to date I don't understand yeah. like unatoka tu innocently mm. you've gone to buy rice yeah. before you even get to your destination you shall chomoka na sponsor okay you understand yeah you've gone to buy a phone mm. as in you've gone to you've left a campus yeah, room you've gone to something. to buy poison then something just tells you do this kit you got a job <laughs> i got a job so you sat there and so i sat there it was around 11 mm-hmm. so nobody's calling mm-hmm. but then she was busy receiving calls yeah 
she's like msichana hajapatikana msichana hajapatikana mm-hmm. then i could notice like by nature i'm, I'm a constant person yeah. so i noticed like she's getting frustrated yeah. she was getting angry. oh you're there with her yeah i'm there with her with is there an office yeah there's an, an office it's an office oh, in, yeah. in town serious business serious business mm. so all the calls she receiving she's like msichana bado huyu amekata then she sat down after finishing her call mm-hmm. then i noticed uh, something just told me ask her what's up and she goes we were shooting a blue movie mm-hmm. everything was all set from the location mm-hmm. to the cameraman to the guys mm-hmm. but we don't have a girl everybody has just uh, abandoned us last minute blue movie ni pornography yeah mm-hmm. so I was like here too she worried me come she goes are you, are you serious i'm like yes then i asked her na consumption ya hii movie kwa she goes majuna huko okay i'm like okay you'll do it i'll do it you offered i offered you are not even asking how much okay I, I, as in i was i was it wasn't me who was thinking okay okay then she mm-hmm. goes um You remember you'll be the only girl mm. and there are five men I'm like so then she goes she called the other people and mm. she told them stand up at then we went all the way to Kile Kilelesha where the movie was shot mm-hmm. now it was 1 mm-hmm. 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. we were leaving there at around 6 p.m. shooting the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then we got back to town to the movie You actually shot a whole pornography yes. movie. Yes. And it's actually real real like you guys are not making Mm-mm-mm. you're not being given costumes Mm-mm. for your private parts. You know in my head that's how it's supposed to be. Like you no, guys are supposed to have as, like some things was to put. It's gross as gross could be. And then remember I was the only chick. Yeah. Who are five, five guys. Direct there's a director. Mm-hmm. So the director directs you what yes. to do. Cut. Kuna storyline. Kuna storyline. And then remember <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> Remember I'm the only chilady yeah and there are five guys. Yeah. These guys were having Red Bull main tuniko sawa. Umekunywa Red Bull. Eh yeah, like for the energy, for the energy. and I'm like tuniko sawa. So it went on from 1 to 6 to 6. So to how much were you paid? So the lady was like since you're the only girl and you had mm-hmm. budgeted mm-hmm. this and this is it 20k your time will be the more 20k okay oh, and you're still in campus it look at the more as in yeah as the mind actually, actually even if she get, had given me 200 shillings yeah. me it wasn't oh, about the money it wasn't about the money you wanted to die wow as in it's those extremes when you've yeah. lost hope in yeah. life yeah. that nothing Yeah. You see? Yeah. Like and your face was like being shown. It's there. It's there. Were you made up? Were you given makeup? <laughs> Then the only makeup I think we had was uh, the old pots yeah. and lip gloss. So like it went on from 1 to 6. Yeah. Then yeah. she goes this is the envelope. She gave you 20k. Actually to date I don't remember whether it's 10 or 20. Mm, okay, okay, okay. But either either it was just a lot of money. 
it was it, it wasn't a lot of money because I was used to oh, yeah. being given oh, that yeah. and then splurge it in a day yeah. but to me it was it was money mm. anyway mm. even if she had given me 50 pop yeah. I'll have been okay yeah. then when she gave me that envelope mm. and she dropped me coincidentally mm. where I had seen the poster because mm-hmm. she asked me where I'm comfortable because yeah. we came all all of us together with mm. the shooting crew <laughs> it's not funny but okay <laughs> Uh-huh. and the cast yeah. everyone was bundled in a <laughs> one vehicle in a one vehicle yeah okay then mm-hmm. we were bundled in one vehicle mm-hmm. then nikapoa my envelope yeah because everyone was given an envelope yeah. with the amount yeah. Yeah. i didn't even look what was inside yeah but i i she had she had put she had indicated the amount on the envelope oh. No, she had told me mm. that nimekuwekea mm. and she had even said me I have indicated yeah. the amount yeah. but I didn't even bother to to count a check or whatever was mm. there so when I got there and when I left the vehicle yeah. I was like oh god what have I done I took the money mm-hmm. and threw it in a nini that envelope mm. I threw it in a litter bin that was outside nakumar yeah. and i went back to the hostel that evening i had actually you threw blocked all that money away and i had actually blocked what had happened and the funny thing is after that the whole of november december i didn't have suicidal feelings okay as in after that incident yeah. i didn't have suicidal feelings Then we took a uh, Christmas break we came back so the first day that we came mm-hmm. my roommate was like Kate ukione ukiona watu akikuangalia fani she didn't even hit as in hide she just she just told me mm-hmm. straight on ukiona watu akikuangalia fani ni ile movie yako what and you um, hadn't had had, had blocked it as oh, in blocked it told anyone, i had blocked it from my mind mm-hmm. so i was like movie gani ile movie so i thought ah she's just i knew then it when it hit me i yeah, but there was in a movie yeah then it hit me when we when the following day now after I went I came back that everybody was looking at me in class funnily yeah. and they were laughing yeah. and then I was being passed notes how much you charge per session what it was crazy yeah. and then people are playing the movie behind my back mm-hmm. no my name's even changed from Kit Mdogo to Kit the porn star mm-hmm. it was it was a hard moment for me mm-hmm. so actually I think that's when everybody now knew like it i was trending in campus yeah and though everybody was i told you there's a time they even when we in class before the lecturer came and somebody was playing the movie right oh. behind me on the phone mm. and i could i could hear myself then it was so bad such that everybody is talking about mm-hmm. you um you have to put on a brave face because nobody knows 
what's happening like what pushed you to that everybody's all accusing you and everybody's like this girl is not like if she's doing it for the money everybody presume that she's doing it yeah. for the money because yeah. hey excuse me let one drop you as she's she's being dropped she's mm. at 4 a.m she's yeah. being picked so it's all about the money yeah. and guys are like it's not like she comes from a a family background. background that she's doing all this so ni ukora tu so people tried to talk to me mm-hmm. i was even referred to a counseling campus yeah. and i remember no that's when i completely opened up yeah. to her mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, a campus uh, whatever mm-hmm. set up that's called i choose life mm-hmm. so the the counselor was from i choose life mm-hmm. somebody had shared my number with this guy because everybody was like no it's she's going to commit suicide mm-hmm. how, as in how does it feel when the entire Knows, a, yeah. knows, knows the intricate details yeah. about yourself yeah. so i was like ayafana yeah. so i don't know what made me go to see this counselor because yeah. she was not even insistent yeah. she just told me this is if you want just come mm-hmm. and we went and we spoke i opened up and now we became cordial okay. then i started the healing process and she told me before you even um, like um heal completely yeah. you need to go to get yourself tested yeah. based on what your story yeah. um i think it's important yeah. if you seek like yeah. you seek treatment you start treatment yeah. yes yeah. and i think because of the attachment that i had with her she wasn't comf- comfortable testing because she mm. felt like if the results come negative positive yeah. it will also affect her because, yeah no actually for her she felt it's going to be a huge blow to her so she didn't want to be the one who's going to break the news to me mm. so she recommended me to go to Liverpool VCT mm. in Hallingham mm. so when i went there i knew i was sick and actually i was praying god actually it okay let me be god god my prayer was like if god let me be positive mm-hmm. so that if i know i'm positive i know when you're positive and you don't take your drugs and you have stress you will die you will die within a year that's what yeah in your head yeah mm-hmm. and that's the the myth that goes around mm-hmm. that ah uyu mpatie to stress na katekunywa dawa shili so when i went and the guy was like giving me the free test counseling yeah. i was like carefree because at the back of my mind i'm like i really want i really wanted to be positive yeah so even when he was asking me the range of men i've left with and all that he when i told him like he started he knew my story but he was just being good for you <laughs> mm-hmm. he was just a gentleman yeah, yeah. so when I told him to tick a certain category. He was like, "Okay, and you really want to unprotected I'm like, yes, I'm protected. And you really want us to go get through with the test. You're okay. Whichever way the results come." I'm like, "Fine." So when the results came negative, he was like, "Akimungu." So I had started my healing journey. And then remember the my story is still hitting like wildfire. Mm. So the people from the guys from CU mm. came to look for me. Then when they came in my room I was playing 
gospel songs i had some sticky notes on my on, on my wall that had bible verses mm-hmm. and they're like i who we are seeing and right now is a complete opposite of who we have been told about you mm-hmm. like you know the stories yeah. that were trending yeah. like this is a is a completely yeah. go- they're like we even fasted and <laughs> before he came to talk to you <laughs> like could it be nishetani na kaaje anyway now no the whole of 2009 i was okay like i had reformed because now i had support from cu and my counselor so everything was okay i finished then i graduated then when i went back home yeah i had this notion that nothing like now the vacuum came back again and now i that's when i seriously started having suicidal tendencies mm-hmm. completely like i remember january 2010 mm-hmm. i thought now this is a opportune time for me to to die to die yeah. those feelings just came back again because i remember there's a day i knew now this is the day i'm going to die i can't wait for november mm-hmm. i'll now die in january 20th 2010 so that my epitaph can be well organized so my <laughs> so that day i had as i mentioned my mom is a farmer so mm. i had collected everything you actually collected the drugs yeah mm-hmm. and then i had she came back from work yeah. we had dinner i didn't eat because yeah. i knew if i eat it will reduce the efficacy of the yeah. dawa mm-hmm. so and i was showing her my baby pictures mm. i was just preparing her mm psychologically mm-hmm. that I'm going mm-hmm. then she went to she after dinner she cleaned up and went to sleep that's in shags yeah, now because after yeah. I graduated I went back to shags yeah. then um remember I had previ- I had sent another shamba boy now the other one had gone mm-hmm. there one would have mm-hmm. so I had sent him during the day piriton mm-hmm. that time one piriton was 50 cents so I had given him 10 shillings mm-hmm. so I had Piriton. 20 piriton yeah so after we done cleaning dinner i cleaned the house because i knew i'm going to die and i didn't want people to come for matanga in a dirty house in a dirty house really that's thinking how, about them eh? <laughs> that's how prepared i was mm-hmm. i was cleaning the house actually i was mopping the house at 11 mm-hmm. then after i finished mopping the house i called my best friend mm-hmm. and told her i'm committing suicide mm-hmm. and please Don't not let nobody cry in my funeral and these are the songs I want to be sung that to be sung imagine I had a list mm-hmm. and I was busy reading for her yeah. then she was like kuwa kichweli ruka kitambo she said the same thing yes and um I was like when you any pio wa mungu najua leo siku fish is because hakuna mali unaenda and she's the last person I talked to yeah and that is if i was to die that day yeah. she was she was the last person i talked to yeah. then i took my concussion mm-hmm. and added piriton mm-hmm. and decided to go and throw the cup that had had mixed everything mm-hmm. in the in the um, latrine outside so and i came back to the house just so that every, when people came in the following morning Remember that's 19th midnight. Mm-hmm. So everybody will say I had died on the 20th. Mm-hmm. I I tucked myself and thought now I'm ready to die. 30 minutes nothing is happening. I started vomiting. And remember the 
the concussion was so strong like it was a mixture of everything yeah. and yeah from rat rat to flare remover to wipe out mm. to dawayakuwa ticks wow. everything yeah herbicides yeah. everything i had mixed mm. and then i had taken and added piriton so i had taken and threw in the cup mm. that was empty mm. in there and my i knew now my intestines are coming out mm. i went and told my mom please cuz now it was so bad that i wanted to die but i'm also scared of dying <laughs> so she took me to hospital mm-hmm. and uh, it was i thought i was dying because mm. i was even when the the nurse was like please don't tell the dad don't call the dad yet my mom is like no if she dies and the dad doesn't know or talks to her yeah. before she dies mm-hmm. and i was in hospital for a week okay. and the second day after they removed the um, everything from me yeah, the system mm. i tried to commit suicide the second time the okay. paper where they had brought the fruits mm. Now that I was allowed to eat, mm. I was not on IV. Mm. I tried to suffocate myself with it. Good. When it didn't When work, in hospital. Yes. Mm-hmm. When it didn't work, I threw I removed it and threw it down. Now. I realized now God is angry. Mm-hmm. I, I was so angry at God. Why are you giving me second chances mm-hmm. in life? I tried committing I tried when the first time I was in campus when people were talking about me. Yes. I had tried running myself. Yeah. Jumping into traffic mm. and I survived. Now I'm taking I took drugs mm. and everything was all planned. I survived. I had tried to commit suicide that day mm. and you you may I got a detour and <laughs> oh yeah. As in what's wrong? Else. What's yeah. wrong? What what is it about me mm-hmm. that you're so insistent on me leaving? Mm. So I was discharged mm-hmm. but before I was discharged I, the doctor told me now to see what pushed me mm-hmm. to commit suicide mm-hmm. so I told her then they were like my, they told the doctor advised my dad for me to go for counseling so what did you tell them the whole story the whole story oh okay okay but I omitted and some your bits. dad was there and my, your mom was my there. dad was there and my mom was there okay and the doctor actually because they were like what is up I, what is it I'm like I'm not talking then he said i'm going now to call the police mm-hmm. that's when i talked because oh, wow. they are like you know suicide is it's cons- an offense, it's an offense. Mm-hmm. So i'm going to call the police if mm-hmm. you don't speak up mm-hmm. then they're like you need to go for counseling then my mom was like since she's, she's comfortable with the dad let yeah. her go with the dad yeah. so we, i went with my dad to mombasa mm-hmm. i remember even during counseling mm-hmm. i hated myself so much mm-hmm. that when we were told to write one thing about ourselves mm-hmm. i just wrote i hate myself that I was even in one month counseling every day counseling yeah, but yeah. I wasn't healed completely because even when I was there I was anticipating how I'm going to die mm-hmm. my dad used to come with a newspaper the first page I browse was obituaries and I'm like this this guys are lucky upon your life in Kemenifikisha I was like god just take They're me then um counseling could not get through to me yeah. and i was still sad so one day my dad used to t- travel to come to my mom's mm. once a month yeah. 
on Fridays after yeah. work. So um, I had already planned how I'm going to kill myself. Mm. So I knew I'm just going to to hang yourself. Hang myself. Mm-hmm. So I had just he had just left for work, and I hanged myself. I climbed a stool, yeah. and on top of the stool, I put a mtungi or a barrel because mm-hmm. I'm this tall. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then I had hooked myself. Yeah. Kwaio nini nashuka. Thirty minutes, something told my dad go home. He hadn't forgotten anything. Something just told him go home. Ile shokia kuskia mlango inafunguliwa from outside the main gate. And then the car that my dad used to drive was a diesel car. So there's a way in Aguruma. Iyo shokia. Mtu kufungua gate alafu gari kuingia. I just fell. The shock. Not that it's somebody who removed me from there. You fell from up. From up. The shock. So I I fell from up and I there was tears still in my eyes. I tried to clean up myself kabla he opens the the door. Now remember he had opened the gate before he opens the door. So I tried to Yeah. He noticed something was amiss but he just thought maybe she's still healing. Yeah. So I'm like now God this is the fourth time. Yeah. The fifth time it better works. Yeah. I would told myself God the yeah. fifth time it better works. Yeah. So the fifth time I knew I had exhausted always. Yeah. I knew the only place now I can the only method I can kill myself. He never had that because yeah. I couldn't suffocate myself. Yeah. I've tried for his one he didn't yeah. work. Yeah. I tried jumping into traffic when I was in campus it didn't work. I tried suffocating myself i knew the only method now it mm. didn't work mm. well i was still in hospital yeah. imagine you're in drip and you're still trying to suffocate yeah, yourself can imagine now i'm like god the only way now is to jump into a bridge yeah. either likoni mm. or nyali we mm. used to stay nyali mm. so mm. my dad had traveled that friday during the day i had already strategically chosen a place mm. where i would jump because the whole place is barricaded but on the right i think there was an accident so there was a place where i could stand in and jump i mm. think people were used to committing suicide along nyali mm. bridge so they had mm. barricaded the oh. entire so i knew apa apa ni sure bet nikiruka to i'll be god yeah. so he had left Then at around 11. I don't know why it, what it is with suicide people and midnight. Yeah. So I left the house at around midnight. Mm-hmm. And you know Mombasa is slow. Yeah. There are not many people at night. Yeah. It's not like Nairobi. Yeah. So I knew at Nyali Bridge that yeah. time yeah. it's safe nobody will try to dissuade me or anivuruten amanini. Yeah. So I left the house nikaenda when I was just about to jump. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. I remember uh, an Asian in a saloon car yeah. put his headlights on like they were all clearing. Mm-hmm. Then I couldn't I was shocked like it came in as a shock. Mm-hmm. When I was just about to jump, it was so intentional such that when just at the nip of the moment when I'm just about to jump, he came as in the car drove and he stopped. Then something told me. Yeah. Catherine, why are you doing this? Yeah. You're so precious. Yeah. I've never had God in my life, yeah. but that day I had. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You're so precious. Yeah. And at that moment some peace just 
came i was overwhelmed with yes. some peace that I've, i hadn't had for like five years yeah yeah 4 years yeah. and then i just went back home so when the guy saw me leave mm. he also Left. drove oh you guys didn't talk we didn't talk mm-hmm. the much he did was just that day how car. he saved my life that yeah. day was just putting his headlights full lights on and were you now walking home from then from there i walked home okay and scared yeah remember i had left the house and walked all the way and walked yeah. all the way mm-hmm. i went home i i danced i don't know something just told me to mm-hmm. put on music mm-hmm. and i just gospel music yeah. and i just danced yeah. and it's like some you know that song that says shackles of my feet yeah. it's just like something just Yeah, wow. And nobody prayed over me. Yeah. I prayed and let myself in yeah. a repentant prayer mm-hmm. and I think from then I never had that suicidal tendency or okay. feeling in or, or thoughts anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I, that I, not I think uh, that was the last time oh, I had that yeah. and I had some peace. Yeah. But deep down I always had that notion that whatever still happened mm. in my life yeah. is was um was what's the right word to use was like it was a misfortune that I was okay. really unlucky. Yeah. But then now when sooner or later mm-hmm. uh, I I started seeing people especially on social media mm-hmm. attacking these so called ladies who are now going out with married men mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. there is one actually yeah. my plight yeah. then i'm like how many people out here yeah. are judged harshly yeah. based on the decisions that they have made on life as where they have been caught at by life yeah. in life in terms of life circumstances yeah. Yeah. that they have been ridiculed yet people don't know the real the story, story or yeah. what we say we yeah. took our ground ni different, different. Yeah, that's when i started coming up yeah. out and speaking like now i started having these media interviews yeah. Yeah. and i realized my story was i i went through all that not because of me but mm-hmm. just to help other people and i've healed through he- through helping through helping people actually i say i've healed through healing because mm. stigma outside there because you find people have made so many mistakes mm-hmm. we are out there to judge mm-hmm. it's common nature it's for true. us to judge but behind what somebody's portraying yeah. outside yeah. there are so many mm. things mm-hmm. innate things that people yeah. haven't had yeah I've heard of celebrities committing suicide yeah. outside they seemed to be well okay yeah. but nobody knows what they've been going through. Yeah. I have had cases of ladies in the ladies of the street yeah. that they've been accused of being after money but yeah. then some are just going through so much yeah. like uh, they have lost hope some have very well paying jobs but that's just their coping mechanism mm-hmm. because they're trying to fill a void. Yeah. So we've all been attacked one way or another because mm-hmm. of the way we try to fill our voids. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have somebody outside there to to reaffirm and to reassure them that yeah, I to have been through what yeah. you've been going through yeah. and I have overcome this by doing this. Yeah. So you too can overcome. Yeah. So actually that's what I do. And that's yeah. why I, 
um, as I, I began by saying I'm a mental health ambassador. Mm-hmm. That's basically my story. Wow. Oh my God, that's a lot. The other day, you said something and the other day I saw Oprah has uh, launched uh, Oprah and some doctor. Mm-hmm. They're about to uh, launch a book and go on tour. I just saw her because I follow her on social media. Mm-hmm. It was about, it's a book where she says we need to change uh, the question that we ask people or how we engage with people and ask them what happened to you. So what happened, that's what has popped in my mind when you mm-hmm. when you've told your story and when you've said that you, you've healed through healing and that you engage, you know, other mm-hmm. people who are going through the same issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, what, have, what have transpired after my whole life experience mm-hmm. is I've learned to view things differently. Yeah. I have chosen to be different yeah, as, yeah, as, as the name you, of yeah, this yeah, podcast. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I've tried to be different. I pass a lady of the street or a, a hear of a, yeah. some, somebody who's being ridiculed. Mm. My first thing will my first thing in my mind is not to victimize or yeah. attack or stigmatize that person mm. but it will be what has pushed you to mm. that extreme mm. and that helps yeah. that really helps having a different mindset mm-hmm. as opposed to what every other person is doing yeah, yeah. oh Catherine that's a lot please tell us your parting parting shot after telling us everything that you are saying <laughs> what do you want us to not forget if we forget every other thing, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, allow me to have two parting shots, yes, please. Yes, please. Um, that to that person who's struggling mm-hmm. or going through issues, mm-hmm. and um, you feel like nobody or society won't understand you. Yeah. Um, there is hope. Yeah. Hope in the sense that I'm not the only one. Yeah. Who's gone through this? People have gone through this, yeah. and they've become victors, not yeah. victims. Yeah. It all depends on your mindset. Yeah and um prayer helps yeah. and your willpower yeah because you may have um support from every other source mm-hmm. but if you you don't have innate willpower yeah. that coming from deep within yeah. you you will not be able to conquer wow so just activate that willpower mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. and there's nothing that will be a hard you will overcome it it's just a face mm. and i say it's just a face it yeah. could be a one month it could yeah. be good on for years, yeah. but with willpower you'll be able to come out of it. it Number two, pass. it will pass. Okay. You're strong enough, mm. and with God's grace, you'll be able to overcome and not become a victim, but a victim. Mm. Number two, for every one of us here yeah. who are deputy Jesus, <laughs> we are. We've <laughs> all of us have chosen to be deputy Jesus. Yeah. If we only try to be different in the way we view people, especially those who have been stigmatized yeah. and ridiculed or yeah. have done what we call have gone outside the norms yeah. of what we presume mm-hmm. to be what suppo- someone supposed to be yes if we stop being deputy jesus mm-hmm. and just be different and accommodative and try to be ask yourself what has pushed this person to be like this mm-hmm. the world would be a better place we have enough what is the right word to use? We have enough judges outside here. Mm, so yeah. we need to be receptive. Wow. Mm. So be different. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. Oh, that was fun. Woo!
thank you kid thank oh you thank God, you for that was engaging it is always a pleasure to have hosted you thank you for listening follow us on the socials instagram and twitter at be different ke at i am nekesa facebook is nekesa oching let's keep talking